0: This is the MIBTONLINE.com podcast featuring recordings from our weekly and monthly live streaming meetings. To see the videos discussed in the podcast and be part of the discussion, please consider joining our association at MIBTONLINE.com. Now, here's the show. Hello, Tim Keeper, MIBTONLINE.com. Welcome, it's May 19th, and uh, we've been gone for a little while but we're back and bigger and better than ever. That's our hope. Uh, we're here tonight to talk some football. We have some other announcements along the way. We're streaming on the world wide web. Now you say, Tim, we do that all the time. Well, tonight we're streaming everywhere. We're on our YouTube. We're on our Facebook. we we got our, our free stream going plus our internal uh, stream that we normally do. So if you're a member, you're enjoying this. If you're not a member, you're hopefully enjoying this as well. And I think you should become a member because we're going to be doing a, a, a lot of meetings. We're actually getting bigger here at MIBT and we're looking to continue our officiating education not only in football but in all sports and just you know, in regards to how we become better officials and just become a community, continue to become that community together. That's what we're looking to do here. So let's go, uh, we're going to go run through here our announcements here real quick or, our, or what we're going to do tonight, our agenda. So we have announcements. We're gonna have the play of the week, which was way back from March 23rd. We're gonna go over that. It's a good one. Uh, We're gonna then talk some football video play discussions that we have. Some videos that came up over the uh, the spring here, Illinois, and actually one from San Diego too, which is kind of cool. Then we're gonna have open questions. We got the chats going. We're gonna have the text line. You can you know make sure to do that. We got Robert Ybarra. We'll get to him in a second. He's over there manning that. He's looking at the chats and. He's also looking at the text. So we're going to have that open discussion later for anything that you might want to talk about. So here's some announcements real quick. So our meeting schedule, we're going to have weekly meetings here at MIBT. Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. we're going to be doing something. Now we might not always be doing, we're not going to always do a football, uh, but we're going to be doing something every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Whether it's baseball, basketball, we're gonna or an interesting guest, or uh, a decision maker, or, or maybe a an author or something like that in the world of officiating. So you can always plan to have something new Thursday morning. We we love to have you here live, but if you can't Thursday morning, there'll always be something new from MIBT. So that's kind of cool. Like I said, all sports, we're gonna be doing this for, you know, we are gonna kind of focus in on, on the specific sports when they arrive. So like football, we're gonna be starting our, we're gonna be doing monthly meetings exactly on football here this month, next month in July. And then when we get going, we're gonna have our weekly meetings starting in August, which also includes our clinic. And we'll get to that in a second. But So that's how it's gonna run. So August we'll do weekly football meetings on this time spot until we're done with football and we'll move to something else. But pretty much over the summer, there's gonna be something here uh, at Wednesdays at 7 p.m. You can plan on that. We're looking forward to this kind of expanding our, our, our horizons a little bit, might even get a new studio, who knows, we'll have to check that out. So clinics. For you basketball officials, we have a clinic available that's coming up this Sunday. Sunday at 4 p.m. or 6 p.m., that's the level 1, level 2 for the IHSA folks, the folks are Illinois officials. The level 1's at 4, the level 2's at 6. If you, if you do want to do a level 2, you got to let us know so we can have the coordinator get you all hooked up with some on-court stuff. Also our football clinic right now is tentatively scheduled for Wednesday, August 11th at 5.30 PM. We are going to do our annual football clinic four hours right here. Illinois officials will probably get, they will get credit for this, um, but we're, it doesn't matter what state you're from. We go over very comprehensive football stuff and it's a can't miss for any football official out there. So uh, meeting schedules kind of continue. Our we're, we're actually doing something here really cool at MIBT. We are hosting the Illinois High School Association Officials Conference this year. That's what we're doing. We are hosting it, MIBT. They're doing it virtually. We're doing it right here. It starts July 12th. If you're an Illinois official and you are a member of our association, which is great, you get access to this entire conference and you can get all your sports clinics done within a two-week period. They're going to allow you to do that and as a member, that's, that's part of the package here. So, I mean, think about all this great stuff you get just for $49 a year. It's pretty awesome. Umpiring fundamentals, Sam Holbrook. We still have Sam on staff. Sam's obviously umpiring these days. And so you can see him on a TV near you. He's probably out there tonight umpiring. But next week we're gonna have a, a discussion with Sam. Tuesday at 9 a.m. is what we initially said. We might try to record that and then maybe move it. We'll probably stream it live, but then also show it again on Wednesday Uh, next wednesday at 7 p.m so people can see it so now we're going to go to our play of the week but before we do that let's bring in our panel we're we're definitely going to enjoy our panel tonight and i'm really happy to have them but let's start out with robert Yabar, who is man in the chat and man in the text robert how are you tonight I'm doing great, Tim. I'm welcome,
1: everyone who's joined us tonight. We're going to have great discussions, great video. I'm glad to be here. Let's do it.
0: Absolutely, Robert. Thank you for being here. We've got Mike Billica. I know he's fresh off the baseball uh, diamond or softball diamond or something like that. In fact, look, he's still got his gear on. How about it, Mike? How are you? Good to see you.
2: It's great to be here. I just walked in the door about 15 minutes ago. So a uh, three-hour game and, and excited to talk about football, that's for
0: sure. <laughs> Hey, you got it. Buck 45. That's what we, that's our goal, right? As an umpire. well, Good, good to see you, Mike. We have Bill Lemagne. Bill is joining us as usual. And uh, there he is. Bill, how are you today?
3: Life is good. I hope uh, the connection here is working.
0: So far, so good. We got you nice and clear. So Bill, thanks for being here. And I want to welcome in a guest panelist, You've heard us mention him before because he's been very active throughout the years in the chats and the text and he's he's definitely provided a lot for us here at MIBT and he is a member and we really appreciate it. So our guest panel tonight is Dave Bender. Dave, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
4: Uh, it's great to be here, I appreciate the invite. I've been uh part of MIBT since the, since the start and uh, I know the panel has uh, set a really, really high bar. I just hope, uh, hope I, can, I can come close to meeting it tonight.
0: Oh, I'm sure you'll do good, Dave. You already got the background. I mean, you already got that going. So, I mean, you are already nailed that. So, good, good job there. So, let's, uh, let's, get to, let's get to what we've got going on now. So, we've got our play of the week, which was from a few weeks ago, actually almost two months ago now. Um, so let's go through the play. We'll go wide on the play so everybody can we can remind everybody what the play was. Remember, this is a pass across the middle, and we've got some contact by a defender. We got a flag, and here come you're gonna get another view of this. You got a little you got some contact there, and you got a flag from, from the back judge. So here is the results. Is this contact target? Forty-eight percent of the people who responded said yes 48% had said it was a target. Flagrant target with a DQ 46% of the participants said we're going that route. And legal, this is a great football hit 6%. So target 1 we're kind of neck and neck neck and neck with the flagrant target. Let's see what some of the comments uh, we had to say. So Herbert B, my crew uh, my crew meet, I mean, my crew met last night, we agree this is targeting. What do we eject? In the end, we don't think so. How cool is that? This crew actually met to talk about this play. That's, Robert, that's what we're talking about. I mean, that's what we're trying to get better and that's what we're out here to do. So that's awesome that those guys met to talk about this play, pretty cool. Uh, Our next one, Mike K, simple, targeting DQ, how about it? And then Ray T, I am not sure there's targeting here, but I do have a flag for 943G. Could have a UNS flag too for walking over the freshly clobbered potential receiver. I would classify the contact initiated by the B player to be flagrant equals DQ. So I don't know if he he didn't think he had a target, but he had a flagrant hit, which I thought was interesting. And Herbert B and the gang, they did also mention the unsportsmanlike. So I want to go back to that. Let's go back to the play here real quick. Let me go here. And so where, where we possibly had an unsportsmanlike and where you're going to see it, you'll see it after the player You know, now he gets up and he's like kind of standing over him and then kind of almost trips over him. And here you get the, on the other view, you'll see that you'll kind of see him get up and stand over him. So that's what they were talking about, that that was the potential. They had that potential UNS there. So I'm going to, we're going to talk about this one, break it down into the nuts and bolts as to why it may be, why it is not. You saw the results of the poll nationwide. This video was seen over 550 times in the first week, week and a half. So, I mean, this was, this got out there. A lot of people had a chance to view this play and some commented. So I'm going to start uh, with Robert Yabara on this one, because Robert has a unique perspective on this play. And I'm sure Robert can share exactly what he saw and why. Robert, what do you got? Well, thank you, Tim. I appreciate you giving me a chance to speak on it. I was the
1: back judge and I was the official that threw the flag on the play. Uh, just kind of put in context, this is week one of the spring season, and I remember in our pregame, uh, was discussed with our crew to get the cheap shots. We knew that intensity level would be up, and this happened in the first quarter, and it's the only flag that I threw the entire game, um, but with that being said, when, when the play evolved, and the ball was in the air as a back judge, I didn't focus on the ball. I looked right at, uh, who the potential receiver was going to be and who had the brick in their hand. So to me, it was in slow motion. And as I saw the play evolve in front of me, it appeared to me in my judgment that the defender took an aim upward towards his opponent. And he, the opponent was defenseless because he was a receiver and he did absorb contact above the shoulders in the head and neck area. So I had targeting. I threw my flag for targeting. And that's what I had. And I'm walking up towards, after I killed the, the play, I'm wa- walking up towards the uh, referee to explain what I have, but the, the wing official on my crew also had a flag. It was late, but it came in, and he said, wait, 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 wait. So, of course, as a crew, we got together as three, the referee, the wing, and myself. And he says, my wing, my wing says to me, what do you have? And he says, I have targeting. He says, well, I have flagrant targeting. I says, you want to go there? He goes, yeah, we need to go there. And I said, okay, I'll support that. And that's ultimately what was decided. Since we had two flags, we had a situation where a crewmate wanted it to elevate to the flagrant um, portion. And as a back judge, I can support that. If it was my flag and my flag only, it's targeting with the crewmate to support it. And I recognize, you know, the severity of the hit as you replay it in your mind, I went with it. And why? Because again, it was a, a contact to a defenseless player above the shoulders in the head and
0: neck area. And it was a very vulnerable position that could cause serious injury. So I just want to, be, want to make sure we're clear. So Robert, you have the flag, and now we don't see the second flag that comes in from the wing, but it does. Yeah. Your initial thought was if that flag doesn't come in, you're probably not going DQ on this. You're just going with target. Is that correct? That is correct. Again, keeping in context, we're week one, first quarter. Uh,
1: a hit like that was targeting. To me, it was targeting. It was clear. I, that's what I have. I have a personal foul, 15 yards, targeting. I didn't have disqualification on my mind. My crewmate did and I supported it because we come as a unified team and I support it even to this day that we made the right decision. Perfect.
0: So Bill, you see a play like this and you know obviously uh, a lot of your experience was with, with college. The college is different and this is pretty easy in college but in high school they put that judgment on us whether to elevate this to a flagrant level to warrant a disqualification from what you could see, knowing the, what the, what the bar is, does this rise to that level?
3: Yeah. You know, the thing that I want to compliment is is that the first week of the season, first game uh, being ready for something like that. So uh, kudos to both officials uh, for uh, being ready for that type of a call and handling it uh, correctly. Uh, As far as, you know, first, first game of the season you're going to have a disqualification that that part of it to me just doesn't enter into it Uh, uh, we had a game a couple years ago uh, a season opener in Dallas and a kid kid got called for it in the first quarter and the main announcer was like oh that's terrible A kid's getting thrown out of the first game of the season and it was like hey the kid was getting nailed may not play next week either uh so I don't I don't feel sorry at all for it. Uh, I think the correct call was made for the disqualification.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, Bill, cuz we go back to the uh, the clip here real quick. We're looking from the end zone <coughs> shot now. I don't know if you can see up there in the corner. You got 137 left in the first quarter. So not only was it the first game, this is the first quarter. So those guys were were right on it. So Mike I know you had a chance to view this and you did comment uh, on the YouTube. I didn't include your comments because I knew I'd have you here to talk about your comments. So, Mike, what do you have?
2: Well, I, I'm looking at it again um, with the fresh eyes. I, I don't see this defender making a play on the ball. I see him making a play on the player who was defenseless. I think everything that's been said already um, I would generally concur with. I love the, uh, the fact that we had two flags on this play because anytime you have targeting, it's really great when you can go to another official and have a conversation about the hit to determine whether you should elevate the flagrant. But I completely support this is a flagrant uh, personal foul. Um, this doesn't belong in the high school game at all.
0: Okay, and finally, Dave, you had a chance to see this, Dave, and you're on the game, you see a play like this. What are you, how, you know, what is your level to go from uh, just a regular target to a flagrant foul warning and disqualification. And does this play fall into that for you?
4: Yeah, for like Robert on my crew, I'm the back judge. So I I have the same angle on this play that he does. Um, You know, looking at that video, no doubt in my mind, it uh, is a foul for targeting. Um, One thing as far as my kind of philosophy goes is, you know, I I don't like ejecting kids. Um, So to do so, I like that there were two flags. I like that the crew got together. In general, if I'm going to DQ somebody, I really would like two officials on the crew to to have seen it and agree to that. Um, so, you know, I would support the DQ on this, uh, no doubt. But again, having those, having the the crew or at least two members uh, be in agreement on that before tossing a kid out uh, is kind of needed in my in, in my mind.
0: Okay. Well. That's good, Alex. Throw the, the, the text line. If uh, you're out there watching, you have a comment about this, and you want, us to, you want to jump in, let us know. I want to go back to the, the play real quick, and I froze it right at this spot looking from the back judge position. You can see this is, I mean, you know, a lot of times, a lot of people, they go to the college rule because they think, oh, crown of the helmet and, and, you know, or, or defenseless player, contact above the head or neck area. it doesn't matter. The the high school rule is different. The high school rule says do you have contact you know above the shoulders to the head or neck area. Defenseless player doesn't really fall into the target part of it because this contact is definitely targeting. By high school the contact is above the head or neck area uh, initiated by a helmet uh, forearm or uh, you know of or shoulder pad of the player. Now, obviously he's using his helmet, the defender is, so this falls into the target definition. So there's no doubt that this is a target, and if you go back and look at our results, the overwhelming majority had this as a target. But now, to take it to the next level, how do we make that determination? You heard from what everybody else had to say. Personally, this shot, I think, really says it all, because, and Robert mentioned it, um, I think Mike mentioned it. Who's, who's doing what here? Let's go wide on it. Who's playing the ball and who's playing the man? The ball is already, the ball's right here. I don't know if you can see it. The ball's right here. It's kind of by him. And this guy, now even if he had committed to his contact before the ball was there, this contact is meant to punish. It is not meant, this is not a football. He is not looking at what he's hitting. He's looking down. You see him looking down and then he thrust up. This is, this is a deliberate act. This isn't an accident. So because it's a deliberate act, I would 100% support this elevating to the DQ. This is the type of hit they want out of the game. And so I, if, if I was the assigner or whatever and I got this sent to me, I would tell the coach 100% that this was a deliberate act, this player could have caused injury to another player, it was flagrant in nature, thus what warranted the disqualification. So uh, any any comments or any texts? Probably, uh, I guess we're gonna, let doesn't look like any, maybe maybe nobody's watching tonight. Everyone's like, I did so much football this spring, I'm just gonna, I'm out on o'empirant baseball or whatever, but. All right, so that's good, I think we put that one to bed. So let's, uh, Let's go to our other plays that we have here. Let me get this one up here, give give us a second. So let's do it this way. All right, so this play that we're gonna show now, if it loads, give it a second, it's thinking. All right, there we go, it loaded. All right, so this play is from San Diego and uh, it's, a, it's an interesting one. It happened in the spring, so it happened a few months ago. Let's go wide on it, and I'm just gonna let it play out. I'm gonna, sh- I'll, I'll kinda walk through some of the stuff that's going on. So you can see it's second and about, oh, well, 11 or 12. Quarterback is in shotgun. Looks like we got a legal formation. We've got, we've got one here, motion man, quarterback, back. All right, so I think we're good. We're going through our pre-snap. Everything looks good now. Motion Man sets. Everybody's set. Here's the snap. Now, wild snap. Snap over the head. Okay. No big deal, right? So let's walk through What do we got now? Um, what's that? Oh, I don't know. And now, oh, what's that right there? Oh, I don't know. And what's this? And what's that? Oh, wow. We got a lot. Oh, oh crap. Who's got the ball? So let's walk. Let's back this sucker up. And let's point out every little thing that potentially we as officials would have to rule on. All right. First thing, all right, backwards pass on the ground. We know it's got a backwards pass status. No big deal, right? The ball is on the, on the ground. So now right there is this, this right here, This player, the offensive player, are we going to rule this a bat an illegal bat? Or is that a muff? Now, this block right here, is that a legal block or an illegal block? Right there, hold, whatever, take down. Now we got another one, potential one right here. So what do we got? Let's see, let's see how this happens. Is that a, blo- a legal block? And now we've got somebody coming to the ball and now we've got a scrum for, for the ball. Who has the ball? So this is a lot going on on this one play. Lots of judgment to rule on. So let's start out and let's break it down. And we're gonna, I'm going to start out with Mike on the first one. Let's go to this potential muff bat situation. Mike, hopefully you could see the play and was hopefully it was clear on your end. This first little skirmish, do you have this as a Illegal bat, or do you have that as a muff?
2: Um, I, I have a hard time calling it a bat from this angle and from the, uh, the shakiness of the footage. I'm sorry, I, I, I think I would go with the, uh, the muff just because I, I didn't see enough to see a clear uh, attempt to like just hit the ball.
0: So Bill, <laughs> to, to Mike's point, we want to. This has to be clear as day. That grandma up in the top, you know, top row of the stands can see a complete illegal act, just kind of going at it or tapping it or something like that. We don't want to.
3: We don't want to be pioneers on this
0: one. Correct?
3: No, batting the ball puts it 375 feet to left field, and it's a home run. Um, so no, I don't want this to be a bat. Um, I, I want it to be much stronger than what we're seeing here. Um, so I, I'd leave this part of it alone.
0: Yep, absolutely. I agree. I think we're going to stay away from the bat, and it's pretty obvious why. And, and, and Bill said it pretty, pretty clear. You want everybody in the world to, to be able to see this. So, uh, Robert, any, uh, any comments or anything on this one so far? So far, everyone's just agreed that they view that as just a muff Okay, perfect. on that particular element. All right, so that's element number one. All right, so we, we all are in agreement that we've got a muff. So let's go y on it again. So now we've got here's the, we're saying this is a muff. What about this block right here? I'll back it up so you can see the beginning of it. That block right there. Let's see. Are we gonna? Is this a holding? Is this a legal block in the back or a holding? And so Dave, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to you on this one, Dave. Do you have that as, do we, should we have a flag on that? Should that be an illegal a, a block, a hold or, or, a, or a block in the back?
4: Yeah, I, I'd, I'd almost like to see it one more time. Sure. It, it, we'll show you one more time. Like he, it almost looks like he tackles him. It almost looks like it's an intentional. Okay, so. Yeah, that's I, I, the... yeah I, I might throw a flag there because it looks as though the, the defender thinks the, the opponent is You know, has a clear path to the ball and he looks like he pulls him down from behind.
0: Okay. All right. So that's, that's a good observation. It's definitely, definitely suspect if, if if that and uh, um, Robert, what do you think? What's your opinion on that? Well, first the viewers are actually chiming in here now.
1: They view, they view, they have a foul here. They're throwing, some are throwing for a takedown hold,
0: some are throwing for an illegal block in the back, but our viewers are saying they have a foul. Okay. All right. So that's what our, our, our viewers are saying. I, uh, I want to get, we're going to get back to this one here in a, in a second, cause I want to go to the next one too. Cause it's very, mm-hmm. the next one's similar. So people are saying that's a foul. Now this one, this block right here, let's take a look at that and see what we got. And that block right there, block in the back. So and Mike, I'm going to avoid you on purpose, okay? Because I, I know what you're going to say. So I'm going to come back to you two in a minute. I'll start out with Robert on this one. Robert, do you have this as a block in the back? Do you know when when you have a loose ball play? When you have a loose ball play, you get away with certain things unless it's a flagrant act, right? So that's yes. why I wasn't going to go to Mike because I'm saying Mike is probably waiting. He's got the rule book ready to go. Mike, is that right? Are you are you like wait a minute? Time out on, on these on these. <laughs> right, Mike, where are you at? Are you kind of like, wait a minute, what do you got?
1: Well,
2: honestly, um, th- that, was a, that was gaining a pretty significant advantage with no attempt to go for the football. Um, so that particular one, when that player was just about to try to fall on the ball and you shove him in the back, I actually do have that one as an illegal block in the back. The hold, yeah, probably that one too. I know what you're saying. It's a scramble for the ball. Everybody's kind of falling over everybody else. But uh, definitely that last one. I mean, he pushed him in the back. You have to be going for the ball to do that, and he wasn't. So well, um, I mean, that's
0: that's an interesting thing. You're saying he has to be going for the ball. I, you know, when the ball's on the ground like that, you can make the argument that everybody's going for the ball. But I will say this. There's a well, let me let me go to Bill. Bill, I, you see this whole train wreck, and do you have on any of that? I mean, you said about
3: on any of those two blocks or anything, do you have anything? Well, in the first block, uh, I'd want to see it again from the standpoint uh, possibly that he he might have even have tripped over his teammate uh, and and that might have caused some of the contact, and you're going for a loose ball there. Uh, on the second one there, yeah, you have a right to to push people out of the way or to grab them and knock them out of the way uh, when you're attempting to go after a loose ball. The, was he in the area where he could possibly be? Yeah, but his his body language and the direction he was going, he 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 wasn't going for the football. Uh, he needed to turn left after he did it. So you know, there there th- that was not a valid attempt to go for a loose ball. So, if anything, the other player was probably in a better position, and he took him out of out of that position.
0: So let's go back because I want to I want to
3: show Bill. What
0: Bill was talking about in the first part that this is, you know, does he trip? Does the one guy trip? Is this contact inadvertent? So, um, you know, and I have to. I should have had that the, the reference here on on what what we have. I'm I'm gonna look for illegal personal contact because there is a. There is in the rule book in the high school rule book that says that if the if it's if you're going for the ball then you can do anything except flagrant or you know something illegal like illegal personal contact you can hold in fact let me let me see if I can't find that here real quick because I know it's in there and I just want to read the verbiage um, here illegal blocking uh, of course when you want to try to find something you can never find it um, I don't think you can hold let's see. Uh, here's not block blah receiver uh legal use of the hands holding da, 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 da. all right um oh well i can't find it at the moment but i know that it says um you i know it's in here and i'll find it here in a little bit where if you you can block in the back and you can hold if you are attempting to go for the ball and it's a loose ball you can do that so If you're going to go with what Mike and Bill said, that 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 second player, that second action was not going for the ball, then you could potentially have a a foul. But I look at this one as a train wreck, and it's one of those where, you know, you want, you you don't necessarily want to be a pioneer and come out of left field and call something when it doesn't need to be called. If you truly, honestly believe, like what Bill and Mike were saying, that that, that last block was not a bona fide attempt. It was just a block. It was illegal. The contact was, was unnecessary. And you want to call that? That's, that's fine. But like I said, I know, and I, and I apologize. I should have had it ready to go. I didn't, I thought, I didn't think I'd have to reference it. But uh, uh, I see Robert raising his hand. Yes. You know,
1: I have viewers that um, want to, let's, let's just assume we have a, f- a flag for a foul. Because our viewers are interested in penalty enforcement. And I think this is fantastic. So let's say the offense does recover the ball, loose ball at the end. And I don't know if that's exactly what happened. But um, since it's, it, we're going to classify this as still a running play, are we not, Tim? We're going to still classify as a running play. And so we're going to penalize, in this case, the offensive team uh, from what hurts the most. In this case, it would be the end of the run since the foul happened further up the field. So whatever hurt
0: the most. Well, we'll go back to, that's a good question. We'll walk through that. We'll go back to the play. We'll go wide on the play. So okay, right now we have, we have a loose ball behind behind the line of scrimmage. So so if we go to our if we go to our you know, our our definitions of what a loose ball is, and we'll put that up our loose ball play. So types of play. Um, well, it's in it's in the definitions. I think a loose ball play is a, is a loose ball that's behind the uh, the line of scrimmage if it's a if it's considered if it's still a loose ball and uh, I'll go to Mike Mike that's loose ball play in high school when the ball is loose behind the line of scrimmage it's considered a loose ball play correct
2: yeah this this is this is a loose ball play yes so we're
0: going to go back to the previous well ball, but no no the, the foul, be foul did occur it. behind yeah right. the foul no. be behind it the foul be behind yeah. but so it's it's interesting because because it depends on who gets the ball so in the end. But this is, so let's go back to the play. So let's walk it back. All right, so which, which foul, let me ask you this, Robert, which foul are we going to call? Let's just pick one. Let's pick the last one
1: where, right. the, where, the, where he just shugs his opponent and doesn't go towards the All ball. All right, so
0: that's the defender, and he, he shoves the guy, and now the defense looks like they may end up with the ball. So if the defense committed a foul and the defense ends up with the ball, Yeah. Now, where are we going to go on this one? And that's where our loose ball play comes into into effect. I uh, will get you. That's where our loose ball play comes into effect. And now, because the defense did not get the ball with clean hands, they did not they do not get to keep the ball because they did not uh, possess the ball prior to fouling. Mike, you see, before I go ahead, you got something?
2: No, I'm just saying that this is, this is all but one. This is the classic example of all but one. So the defense is the team that committed the foul while the offense was in team possession. So instead of enforcing it from the spot of the foul, we enforce it from the basic spot.
0: Right, so there you go. And that's where the difference is, is if we did have a running play, and then we have a fumble and we have a spot at the end of the run, then we've got a spot to go back to. But since this was a backward pass, a loose ball, it has loose ball status, thus the previous spot. Yes. So
1: for, for clarification, since we have a, fo- a foul by the defense on the sluice ball play uh, behind the line of scrimmage, we're going back to the previous spot. So the offense is actually going to gain 10 yard advancement. Since the defense
0: since the defense pushed. recovered.
1: Yeah, that's, now, that's craziness. Well,
0: because because of the but foul. But you're right, that, that is correct. So now let's go go back to the, the play. Now we're saying, let's say the offense recovers here. So we still have that foul up here by the defense but the offense recovers here. Now, things change a little bit because of what actually occurred on the play. So, I'm gonna bring Mike back in on this one, because Mike, now, once we recover the ball as the offensive team, we technically are back to a running play status, correct?
2: Well, I mean, it happened during the loose ball play. So the question is, if you rule that that block in the back, that foul occurred prior to the the beginning of the running play, then it happened during the loose ball play. So therefore, the basic spot is still the previous spot. If you rule that the uh, block in the back happened after recovery, that begins an instantaneous run, now it becomes a running play, well, then then you would be, like you said, you'd be dealing with the, the end of the run.
0: Right, but there was no run
2: during the foul. The, the run had not begun yet during the foul. So correct, it was still so, pre-foul, pre-running
0: so be, play. Correct. So to be very clear, the foul occurred during a loose ball play. So when the foul occurs during the loose ball, we go back to the previous spot, unless the foul occurred behind the basic spot. But we don't. We have a foul on the defense, so that doesn't really apply. So since we go to the previous spot, the foul occurred during that loose ball. This would go back to the line of scrimmage if what, like Mike was saying, the offense recovers, clearly recovers or starts a run. And now we have that foul for whatever. Now that even though it's on the defense, now it becomes an end of the run enforcement. And so now we don't get to go back to the previous spot. So just want to make sure everybody, everybody is clear on that. Once again, walking through all of this, it's easy to just let it go. <laughs> I, I mean, I. I don't necessarily agree that um, with like calling anything, I think that it, you'd have to, with that second foul. I understand the point that Mike and bill were making, but I'm probably going to just let that go and say, everybody's trying to go for the ball in my opinion. And we're going to just, whatever happens happens. Unless it's like I said, it's an illegal personal foul, something, you know, roughing or unnecessary or flagrant. You don't let those go. But um, like I said, the rule, rules do state that you can, you can actually uh, block in the back or hold going for, going for a ball. So I think we, uh, we beat that one to death. But before we go, I am gonna give Dave the last word on this. Dave, what do you got?
4: Um, I think number one, it is a train wreck. I can confirm that. Um, I also think it's a perfect play to, as you said, either you let it all go, or it's a perfect play to have offsetting penalties and we, it's a do over.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that would be, if we can find that nice, let's go, let's go and do, let's start this one over again, but right. anyway, so that's, that was uh, that's pretty good, Another uh, good play. So now let's go to our, our next uh, play here and let's get this one ready to go. All right. So we're going to, let's go wide on the play. I want you to focus in on the pass down the field, across the middle, and watch the offense and the defense. All right. So you're going to get you're going to get an end zone shot on this, I think. But um, actually, no, you're not. The end zone shot, You don't really need the end zone shot because it doesn't. Really, it's coming from the from behind it, so it doesn't really show much. So we'll watch it again. We're looking at this right here, this contact right there. And what do we got is the question, if we have anything. So our back judge is right there, rules them short. I'll start out with Dave on this one. Dave, what do you have on a play? You see something like this, you're a back judge. You see something like this. What do you
4: got? Uh, first of all, I, I think I, I spy Robert Yabara again on that play. No, no, we're, 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 Robert's not on this play. <laughs>
0: anyway. No,
4: that wasn't that wasn't him. Um, I based on that, I, I think I've got OPI. Now, if if the offensive player wouldn't have pushed off, it it almost looked as though the defender was going to run into him, but he hadn't yet, and I clearly see the offense push off, get some space to make that catch. I, I think I'm going OPI here. Okay, that's fair. Bill, Lamagne, you back
0: judge once in your life. (laughs) You see a play like that, what do you got?
3: Uh, The offensive player created separation, gave him an advantage, uh, OPI.
0: All right, you got OPI. You know,
3: you would have, by the old high school rule on face guarding, because face guarding previous to the last year or two has not required contact, you could have had both. You could have one of those crazy situations. you got face guarding and OPI, which you never want to have. But, um, but technically, you, 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 by the old high school rule, you, you've got a face guard situation there. Well,
0: yeah, go back to the play real quick. And I think Dave even mentioned, you see, if that, if that offensive player just doesn't do anything, maybe the defensive player runs into him. He's definitely face guarding yeah. him under the old rule, which we don't have anymore but contact is still foul. And if he doesn't push off potentially or create that separation, maybe it's just gonna be DPI. So that's a, that was an interesting uh, point of view. So uh, last but not least, Mike, what do you, uh, you see a play like this? Are you uh, going OPI or you, you, what do you got?
2: OPI and I defer to the expertise of our illustrious back judges.
0: Uh, Your back judge, nice. We do have the bat, you know. I fibbed a little bit, you know. I, I know Dave; he was on it. He's like, "That's Robert, Robert." Before you, you give us, you know, you're right there. You rule that you also rule them short. So there's a couple elements to this play. Not only the contact, you've got the you got the goal line in play as well. But before you, 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 you kind of elaborate. What any uh, comments from the text or the, the chat? Yeah, we we're getting a lot of comments. I
1: would say it's uh, five to one. Say it's OPI, but we do have a couple that it say it's no foul. Uh, but to to that point, we are getting feedback. The majority are saying that it's OPI. Yes, I was the back judge, and I and I would like to comment if you allow me the opportunity. Absolutely. Okay, Robert. great. So as as the back judge, I think this is week two now. So I'm really getting warmed up in the spring season. Um, yeah, as a back judge, you have to uh, be sensitive to the goal line. So you got to feel that. You got to know spacing. So I knew where it was, and that's not a problem. So I was getting my 45, and I was actually more keen in on the defender, to be honest. I knew the defender, at least during my judgment moment on that play, I thought was the vulnerable player who was going to commit the foul. And, uh, and that's a prejudge of focus that I was having because he was giving up his body already. He put his arms up. And, uh, and I knew that there was no foul for, for screening, I knew that, but it appeared as though by him giving himself up, is he gonna be able to stop before the ball arrives to the, to the receiver? Now the receiver did do what I called, and, and I, I wanna use the right word, but it looked like it, it was a, a, ch- a chest touch. And what I've been fooled through video of calling OPI and then the video comes out and said it wasn't enough. So to me, during the play, I agree with everyone that's OPI on video, while I saw it live, I'll be honest with you, i have been wrong calling it OPI more times than i have been right. And in this time, I would have been right, but I didn't call it. Why? Because at the moment, I was more keen in, as I re- reflect back on that play, I was more keen on the defender, which took away my focus of what the offensive player had done, and that was create separation by roll, That's a foul. Uh, I, at the time, just thought he was trying to space himself and then catch the ball. So, and... Finally, the placement of where I had him down. I had him down before the goal line. So I don't know if you want to freeze it where it was, but that was also part of my process to complete the play. So yeah, um, I thought I uh, officiated my money's worth, the
0: $77 worth on the play. And I gave you the best I had at that moment. So go, go back to this last one. And by the way, I probably would go with OPI. That's just me personally, but let's go, let's go wide on it here real quick. There's what Robert's talking about now from this angle, there's absolutely no way to tell if the ball has crossed the plane or not prior to this runner uh, receiver going down. But guess who's in the best position to rule on that? It would be our back judge, Mr. Robert Ybarra. So no matter what, we're going with Robert on this call because it sure looks like he's down and it's hard to see if the ball is, is, is across. So he nailed right on that, you know, nailed that. And with all these components, that's why, like Robert said, we get paid the big bucks, $77 in Illinois, 68 in other parts of the country, maybe 105, who knows. But that's what we need to do. And you know we're right on it, and, and kudos to Robert being right on that call. And you know, it is what it is. That's what uh, we try to make the best calls we can. We learn from it. Because Robert, I guarantee you, you're gonna learn from this just like everybody else has learned from it, correct? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's such a great
1: reminder. All back judges who are listening on place like this because in all sincerity, it's a good reminder not to look at the ball. Once you know the trajectory of the ball, that is that has no relevance other than when you have possess, uh, touch and possession. You have to stay focused on the players. And and although I tried to get that forty-five, which I did, uh, my 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 attention was more towards the defender who I thought was going to be committing the foul. I wasn't as sensitive to the offensive player. But yeah, am I going to be more
0: equal in judgment come next next uh, game? Absolutely. All right. So there we go. So let's uh, move on to our next play. And this is, uh, let's go, let's, well, let's go wide on it. Well, you know what, before we go wide on it, let me explain it here a little bit. So um, I'll just own up. I'm the referee on this game. And the coach of the home team indicated before the game that he likes to run what they call tempo checks. That's how he, that's how he framed it. We do a tempo check. And I'm like, what's is? What do you mean a tempo check? Well, we try to, you know, keep the defense honest, and so we do a tempo check, and we go down and do this. Oh, so what you're really trying to say is you're trying to draw off the defense by doing crazy moves that you're probably not allowed to do. Um, I think that's what he was really trying to say. But this is one of those fun ones where I think it's pretty clear in the rule book, but some states tend to in some. Officials even have different philosophies on it, but let's look at them. Let's go to the first play. We'll go wide on it now. And so I want you to just focus in on the offensive line. Focus in on the offensive line here and see what they do. I don't know if you noticed, the tight end over here on the left side, look what he does. And the quarterback. Look what the quarterback does as what the, as what the linemen are doing. So here you go. You see him do it again. All right. Now, I will say this on this play, the defense called a timeout before any of this actually happened. So, there, it doesn't matter, there it it would have been no foul one way or the other on this play because the defense called a timeout. But it's, it just kind of sets the table. So, we're going go to our, we're gonna go to the next one now, which this one we can talk about a little bit more. So, let me uh, get this one up and ready. All right, you get a better view of this one because you're looking. You're kind of looking right down the line, so go wide on it. So same thing, okay? Same thing. Tempo check. I'm play it again. Tempo check. One more time. I want you to focus, focus in on. you see the lineman. Watch this guy. Watch what the quarterback does. Watch what everybody does on this way. Tempo check. That's what, the, that's what this is called. A tempo check. So I'll start out with Bill on this one because I know obviously Bill, college is completely different because the defense has the opportunity to get back. So this, this garbage doesn't happen in college because it doesn't do them any good. The defense just gets back. But knowing the high school rule is what it is. Um, And once somebody crosses into the neutral zone, we're done. We got a false false starter or encroachment
3: play like this.
0: How would you rule on it?
3: Especially after talking to the coach, it'd be this simple. If you want to stop it as an official flag, the offense for it. And I bet they don't tempo check anymore. You know, Um, you you take and put it on the defense. You're going to have the offense doing it again those movements are, are there to draw the defense and, and uh, they're, they're calculated. This, this wasn't just a guy going in a shift and going in motion. So uh, my way of putting a stop to it would be just tag the uh, tag, the offense and be done with it.
0: Okay. That's Bill's take on it. Dave Bender, Dave, I know you're back judge. Well you work some underclass games on, on the line of scrimmage? I'm sure every once in a while they move you up. <laughs> you see a, tempo check or something like this. What's, uh, what's your thought?
4: Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting that you happen to bring this up tonight. Cause this is like one of those, it's a, it's a small issue yet. It's, it's one that I it's, that's weighed on me for a long time. Um, there's a couple schools in, in my local area that, that do this and they've been doing it for years and it, it never gets called. Um, now, what I saw on the screen there is actually, I think, a pretty mild version of it. Um, one of the schools I'm refer- I'm thinking of in my head that does it, they do it similar to what you just showed on, on that replay. What I learned with in that situation is usually they do it a couple times early on and the defense picks up on it, and then the rest of the game they continue to do it, and the defense never jumps. So it really becomes a non-issue. The, the other school that... Is, and it's actually the school that all four of my kids went to, including both my boys that played football. They only do that on fourth and less than five. And it is clearly done to get a first down um, on the, and when they're in the uh, scrimmage kick formation. Um, and it often works. And it's never flagged. Um, a couple weeks ago, was doing, a, like you said, an underclassman game. I was the white hat in my pregame with the coaches. Um, I'm talking to this particular head coach of that sophomore squad of that school, my, my kid's former school. I asked if they're going to do any, any trick plays, anything that might test our rules knowledge. And he mentioned that on fourth down, they may do this. And, and I simply said, are you doing it intentionally to draw the defense offside? And he said, yes. And I said, don't do it today. Don't do it with me. The, the other officials I had with me that day who were near that coach's huddle, every single one of them said, Dave, we disagree. We would not flag that. So I, I love hearing the the uh, input from the others on, on this call. Um, I would flag it, but in my experience, nobody else does.
0: Well, there's actually a casebook play on this and we discussed it at a clinician's meeting in Illinois a few years back and read the casebook play and the casebook play is pretty clear that but it, the word intent and that's what that's where the issue came up what as officials how can we judge intent and old school football guys old school officials say hey it's on the defense the ball moves that's when you go if it doesn't it's all of the, all this other stuff that's garbage But I, I make the argument it's clear in the rule book that this is illegal. It says it in the rule book. And I, I, that's just my opinion. I, if I can judge intent, I can judge this as illegal. I wish we could get on the same page, not only in Illinois, but across the country. Mike, um, how do you guys rule on this on the East Coast? Is it pretty clear or is it, how do they it's
2: do a, it? It's a false start all day long. It's a point of emphasis for our officials. It's something I present in the new officials class, like the very second class, we, I present these kind of plays. Because they really, this kind of football doesn't belong in the game. It's specifically outlawed in the rule book. Any any act designed to cause B to encroach is a foul. And that's exactly what it is, particularly if they run it only on fourth and four with the special teams. Um, We have to, because it's an unfair act. And it's specifically given a five-yard penalty against the offense. And you just call it a false start and
1: move on.
0: So, uh Robert, any comments or anything on this? Boy, there, there
1: are a lot of comments, and, and the comments are aligned with the inconsistency with, um, with our viewership. Some call it, some don't. Some teams do it, some don't. Depends on the situation, fourth down, not fourth down, all, all different variables. So yes, we're getting a lot of viewers' comments on this, and it is a, a situation where there is not 100% clarity like Mike just shared while they teach it in Connecticut, but that needs to be universal. Now, as your own crew, since there's not consistency from one crew to the next, from one game to the next, your your crew can make it very clear in your pregame with the head coach. Especially if you watch huddle film of the game that you will be working on Friday night, you anticipate what you've seen in the prior games. You understand the tactics that are being used to draw the defense off sides, and you can go up to the head coach in your pregame. Everyone legal, properly equipped. You can go through the as uh, the AED on site, does anyone special petting? And you can say, hey, we watched some of your film and we noticed that you do this temple check or whatever verbiage you wanna share with the coach, and you let them know how you're gonna call it tonight. And you let them know clearly how you're gonna call it tonight and you follow through with that and uh, you be consistent because that's what you can do as a crew. You can be consistent throughout the game on the game that you're being assigned to. You have no uh, effect and relevance of what happened before or what's gonna happen in the future, but you certainly can earn your $77 the way you want to.
0: Okay. I want to go back to the play one last time and I pointed this out, but if we do trick plays and if you're in the camp that you're like, um, I'm gonna, this, this is legal. I don't, you know, that it's on the defense about the ball. Okay. They got to look at the ball. I want you to focus in right here because I'm telling you right now this, the other stuff, maybe not, but this guy, he false started. Plain and simple he simulated action at the snap. That's a false start. And that's what was called in this play. It was not called and you know I'll go back real quick cuz there's some question about the only person who really gets close to the neutral zone is this this player up here at the top. They're the only one that gets close. And looking down, I mean, it's real close as to whether or not he actually encroached. I mean, there's his foot, there's the ball. I mean, it's, it's pretty close. But on this one, the official at the top of the screen ruled that's not enough. I need to see him across, not his toe, just on the line. In my opinion, he has not broken or the officials opinion, he did not break the plane. He did not break the neutral zone. Even though the coach disagreed and they wanted encroachment, but that slot back, I think took that off the table. Even if you think this other stuff is is legal. I personally think that, it's in the rule book. It's very clear. I don't know, like personally, like, yeah, I understand. You're playing defense, that ball better move, okay? I get that, but that's not what it says in the rule book. It doesn't care how, they didn't even ask Tim Kiefer, hey, what is your opinion on this from the standpoint of the rules? Like, do you think it should be a rule or not? I, might, I probably would say, no, it should not. The defense should watch the ball. That's that simple, old school football. But that's not what the rule says and that's where I get a little confused because it's real clear in the rule book. Intent, we know what the intent is. We're, we're asked to judge intent all the time. So I do wish that it was consistent as well. Robert's typing away. What do you got, Robert? Yeah, just for our viewers has a question, so I, I wanna just
1: bring him out. A uh, question comes up, what's the difference between this and a hard count?
0: Difference between this and a hard count? Well, it's interesting because it doesn't say voice. There's nothing about voice, which is about you know, calling somebody. But there is a difference in a head bob if a quarterback is trying to do something movement-wise. It only, all the rules tend to um, relate or reference movement, not necessarily voice. And so I think that's the difference yes. is that that's, that's why uh, you know, just saying hut 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 is not where if I'm doing a head bob or I'm doing a tempo check, whatever you want to call it. People are moving with the intent of trying to bring that defense in. We got, in my opinion, that, that should, that's illegal and that should be called a false start. So, um, it, we're not going to put that to bed. We're going to have more of these because it is called differently throughout the country. It's even called differently in the state of Illinois as a whole. We can't even get on the same page in one state. So, good to know, good discussion a lot of fun tonight. So guess what time it is? It's that time where let's go back to our PowerPoint. Let's see, all right. Well, first thing, let's go back to our PowerPoint. So the breakdown we just got done. How about this? The code of all COVID protocols. Hopefully this is gone. Hopefully these masks and stuff, we don't get to see this anymore. Cause let me tell you, that was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. Um, it, it, I, it was a facade and not to get editorializing on you or anything like that, but hopefully we don't have to worry about any of this going into the fall. Alright, so play of the week or for the month, because we're not going to be talking football again for probably another month. So this is our play of the month. So let's go wide on this one. Looking forward to this play. Quarterback takes the ball. He is rolling to his left, towards the sideline. You got contact. You got Two flags, but let's look at the end zone shot again. You got contact. All right, let's look, look at it one more time. Quarterback is rolling. Here you go, you got contact. Let's see the end zone shot again. Here's that contact again. All right, so here's your shot. So play of the week for this week, or the month, is the contact on the QB roughing the passer or legal? That simple roughing the passer, or legal. You can always email me at officially speak, or I'm sorry, you can email me at tim at mibtmedia.com. The poll will be available on Twitter at officially speak. And also there's extra credit on this one. There's something else that happened at the end of this play that I want to see if anybody picks up on. That's extra credit, you can just comment on it if you see it or we'll talk about it next week, because it was real interesting what, what ends up happening. And uh, I want to know, you know, like the result of the play does matter here. And it's important um, because we talked penalty enforcement earlier tonight. Penalty enforcement is always an issue regardless. I mean, if you got it as illegal, then it doesn't matter. You don't have a penalty, but if you had roughing the passer, penalty enforcement does matter uh, in regards to the result of the play. So there you go. That's play of the week for this week. So I want to thank everybody who watched. We were live on Facebook. We were live on YouTube, on our, uh, on our streams. So uh, Dave Bender, who joined us, Dave, I'm telling you, man, you did great. Uh, thank you for for being with us. Really appreciate it.
4: Uh, thank you very much. It was great being here. Uh, I know Stan sometimes have his, has his glass of bourbon. I got my uh, glass of scotch that I'm going pour, gonna to pour in a second here. I decided not to do it on camera.
0: There you go. Yeah, Stan. Sometimes Stan, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have something for Stan next week or next month, I think. But Stan mm-hmm. is. Uh, He's enjoying the retired life, and he's refereeing pickleball. I didn't even know pickleball had referees. Go figure. All right, so I want to thank Mike Mike Bilica for, like I said, running home from his game, his three-hour game, to join us. Mike, thanks so much for being here.
2: Hey, it's really great to be here and to um, learn so much about being a back judge. Boy, those are some tight calls. (laughs)
0: Tight (laughs) calls. Thanks again. Exactly. Back judges are in it. (laughs) And Bill LeMagne, who... uh, I'm really glad that Bill was able to make it with us. Bill, thank you so much for being here.
3: Yeah, I, if I could, I just got two comments. One, you know, as we talked about that movement by A and what does it do to B, and somebody made the comment and said, "Well, a lot of teams will just, you know, they're going to, they're going to see that, and then they're just not going to react to it." Well, that's one of the reasons Team A is getting an advantage too, because if they're not reacting to it, they're not going to react to when there's a snap coming. So B going to be slow getting off on the ball on a snap if they're using the philosophy that says we're not going to react to movement. Um, so that's one of the reasons the rule is in there. The other thing goes back to earlier when we were talking about player uh, disqualifications and it, it's really semantics, but, and it's not a criticism of what, of, of what Dave Bender said, but I've never disqualified a, a player in my career. And Though I've had, uh, you know, you count on both hands, my feet and fingers, everything else, I have had disqualifications. Uh, players disqualify themselves. We don't disqualify them. So don't don't get hung up on, on the fact that a, a kid's not going to play play anymore in this game or maybe the next game or whatever. We don't disqualify. We don't eject. They do it to themselves. Okay. And we're supporting it by the rule or the, uh, interpretations, etc. cetera. So he's the players, the one that has to make an adjustment, not us. So don't get, don't worry about, um, uh, about a player being disqualified. They did it to themselves. They, they did an act that they were in control of and chose to do. So it's on them, not you.
0: Those are words to live by. Actually, that's great. Cause we've talked about that before. Like you said, a player disqualifies himself. That's why we say disqualified. And I mean, I know they put eject in in like the college book and they want us to say whether disqualified or eject. But we've always said for before they made that distinction, we always said disqualified because we taught that because we didn't eject. They disqualified themselves.
3: Yeah. And college made that difference when a player is disqualified, they get to stay on the sideline. Right. If a player is ejected from the game, then they have to leave the field and go to the locker room.
0: Right, and I know why they did it, but it's just, it's just, it's a shame. It's semantics. It's a semantic, correct. So thanks, Bill. We always appreciate your input. And uh, I mean, the best in the business right there for you. Robert Ybarra. Robert. Uh, Excellent job.
1: Excellent meeting in all sincerity. Great plays, great discussion. Uh, Just love the different uh, perspectives from everyone. The penalty enforcement elements. This is healthy for us, guys. You know what, being ready to go in the fall, by joining us on these nights for these meetings is uh, is what's gonna make you better. So thank you for making me better tonight,
0: I mean that. All right, so, and last but not least, we got Alex over there, Alex.
1: How's it going, guys? Um, all I wanna say is uh, to everyone who lives in Illinois, enjoy this week of nice weather, and uh, for anyone who Doesn't live
0: in Illinois. uh, Have fun doing whatever you do. I don't know what you guys do. (laughs) There you go. Have fun doing whatever you do. There you go. Words to live by. All right. uh, We'll be back next week. uh, Talking some baseball here. Uh, Football's coming in in, in a few weeks. Keep looking at the schedule. We'll keep emailing it out. We'll be back uh, next month talking football. Uh, we got, we're going to have some other football stuff coming your way as well. Don't forget about the IHSA Conference for all you Illinois officials, or if you want a basketball official, go, don't forget to check out the stuff we got going on as well. So for MIBT Online, I'm Tim Kiefer. For everybody out there, thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. And we will see you here next week, hopefully, right here at MIBTOnline.com. So long, everyone. Thanks for listening to the MIBTOnline.com podcast. Join today at MIBTOnline.com.